welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group Podcast. I'm Chris, and my hope is with this podcast is to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with the issue of neuropathy. Hello and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, hello, here we are, another week in the bag, and how's everyone doing out there? My hope is you're doing great. I had a painful weekend, but other than that, I'm starting to recover. Now, uh, before we get into um, some of the questions that were placed on Facebook and my review of the hemp emu that I was going to be trying uh, last week, I need to give you a little bit more uh, bio of myself that I didn't include on the very first episode of mine. But what I wanted everyone to know is sometimes um, I have difficulty pronouncing a lot of words, and it's because... A couple of years ago, I was having a lot of issues with my teeth, and a lot of them were either cracked or were really loose, and it was a decision that I made at that time to go ahead and just have my teeth pulled out, all of them, because I thought dentures were going to be really the way to go, um, but to my astonishment, they are not the way to go. But I'm doing, I do a lot better without them. I don't need them. Um, I'm able to eat my food, no problem. There is a couple things that I miss now eating, but it was uh, actually the best thing I could have done for myself. It was just getting too bad with my teeth being so loose. Um, felt like they were breaking all the time, but that was something I just wanted to mention to you guys. Um, you know, you could probably tell with my podcast that happens quite often to where it doesn't sound like a, a pronunciation with these words is correct. All right. Well, thank you for understanding. And let's get going on here. Now, this week I was supposed to be doing um, a review of the uh, Hemp Emu, the um, CBD relief cream. That's at 500 milligrams. Well, I felt that this week really wasn't this past week, really wasn't going to give the review justice. Uh, There was times that, actually last week, I wasn't that much in pain, so I feel like I should be doing it one more week to really give it justification for a good review. So what I wanted to do with this episode was go ahead, because I saw a lot of questions being asked in regards to uh, compression socks and give you what they consider the best, the seven best compression socks of 2021. But before we get to that, let's uh, go through some of these questions that were asked on our uh, various Facebook pages. 
this one question which I can relate to is I suffer with twitches all over my body can you please help me and explain why this is happening so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh, give you 17 answers that might uh, give you an understanding of why our body twitches the way it does and when I get to that one that uh, affects me the most I will let you know you tell your muscles what to do without thinking about it but sometimes they do their own thing they might pulse or contract and can't relax twitches and spasms are most common in the thighs calves hands arms your belly rib cage and the arches of your foot they can involve part of a muscle or all of it or a group of muscles doctors aren't always sure why they happen but a few uh, common triggers can set them off so here's 17 causes of muscle twitches and spasms first some of you may have eyelid twitches you may be low in electrolytes meaning you might not be drinking enough water it could be stress too much caffeine maybe a lack of sleep or you're exhausted maybe you're out of shape hmm, that's me definitely and here's the big one, and this is the one that my doctor told me why I get twitches, is the medication. And let's run down what it says here. If you have high blood pressure or heart disease, your doctor may put you on water pills, also called diuretics. They make you pee more, which lowers the amount of potassium in your body and can bring on muscle spasms. Other medications like some antidepressants can cause twitches. Some epilepsy and psychosis drugs they also make your eyelid twit. My doctor told me the reason why I do it is because of the two opiates that they take, Oxycontin and Oxycodone. Another issue may be, and what is called this serotonin syndrome. Let's read what, that's, what that exactly is. If your muscles are twitching within a few hours of taking a new drug or changing your dose, call your doctor. You might have this condition, which is serotonin syndrome, which happens when some medications, drugs, or supplements cause too much of the brain chemical serotonin to build up in your body. This is a serious condition that usually comes with a very high fever and other symptoms and needs medical attention immediately. That one seems kind of dangerous. Another issue listed here is kidney disease, Lou Gehrig's disease, also known as ALS, you may have a pinched spinal nerve, which is what I just found out last year that I have. Let me read that one here. When spinal nerves leave the spinal cord, they pass between the bones of the spine to specific parts of the body. Sometimes the discs between the bones slip or rupture and move, pinching the spinal nerve in the process. You might feel the changes in your muscle that nerve controls. Your doctor can diagnose the issues during a physical exam or with an MRI or CT scan. This is the one issue I have here is that I no longer have anything in between those uh, two bones and it's pinching the spinal nerve itself and it is painful. Here's the big one for all of us, neuropathy. When nerve cells are damaged, it causes the way they communicate with each other and with the brain. Twitches and spasms can be warning signs that this common condition is affecting the nerves that control your muscles. Some people are born with it, but it can happen because of an injury, infection, disease, alcoholism, and some medications. Diabetes is the leading cause of neuropathy, 
which I believe we all know that to be true. Another issue is called Isaacs syndrome, which I've never heard of this one before, but it says that this rare condition happens when your nurse keeps sending signals that your muscles move, even though your brain or spinal cord isn't telling them to. That causes muscle twitches, cramps, and stiffness. It may also make your muscles ripple. That's what happens to me on my legs at night. That's what it feels like it's doing is rippling. And these symptoms can continue when you're asleep or under general anesthesia. So I think that's the big issue with me is at night is when it hurts the most. And I think that's what they call restless leg syndrome. So I hope that helps out somewhat. Maybe it'll give you some uh, information that you can take to your doctor and talk about. And you can find that information on WebMD. So let's just jump right into um, this week's talk on compression socks. Let me give you a little background first of uh, what those socks are and what they do. Compression socks are one of those garments that seem gimmicky, but science actually backs up their biggest claims benefit, improving circulation. Compression socks help the vascular system move blood and other fluids, which can help manage swelling and inflammation. The problem is though, there's not great research on performance on compression socks, which is what a lot of patients look for. But the good news is that there is some research that shows compression socks might help with muscle uh, fatigue and reduce soreness if you wear them during the workout. So what I'm gonna do now is let you know the best overall socks used in certain applications. So the best overall, whether you're a runner or just someone who wants relief for your lower leg ailments, the CEP Progressive Compression Run Socks 2.0 are the best fit for that. They're incredibly comfortable, thinner, and won't sag over the course of the day. But the cons are they're expensive, sizing can be tricky, so be sure to measure accordingly. Another thing that those socks um, feature is a halo top band that lands right below the knee. And that's what I find this hard to find because my socks, the ones I wear and I feel work the best, which I'll leave those um, on my Facebook page to show you, tend to always fall down all the time. And every time I start pulling them up, they start to rip. So on Amazon, those uh, socks are gonna run you about $42. Now, if you're on a budget, these are the best socks here. They're called the SB Socks Like Compression Socks. They're least expensive pair and they're durable and they're snug fit. The only problem with them is they're only available in two sizes. So the socks are made breathable and lightweight spandex and they're nylon, which helps with sweat and moisture from your feet. Like it says, they only come in two sizes, small and large or extra large, but they also come in 11 different colors. Uh, they do seem thinner and lighter than other picks on this list here, but they hold up well through numerous wears and washes. And those are gonna be uh, about $8 on Amazon. So the best socks here for circulation is gonna be the Sockwell Elevation Graduated Compression Socks. They're lightweight, maintain their snugness all day. The bad thing about them though is the top of the socks might warp over time and it only comes in two sizes again. So this one is good for people with uh, veins, vein issues in their legs, 
compression therapy can help move the blood through the veins and tissue better, which in turn promotes healing and prevents ulcers and other uh, issues. Compression stockings are one of the easier options to put on, and they're less cumbersome than medical bandages. I think by putting some bandages around your foot, that really is not going to help with any issues. Uh, it also states that these sock wool socks have four zones of graduated compression beginning at the ankles and moving up. Since the compression starts at the an ankles, the toes remain comfortable. There are four colors for men to choose from and eight in the women's style. And these are going to run you uh, around $27. So the best for a post-workout are going to be the Zimha Tech and compression socks. These socks help uh, can reduce soreness and can also help your muscles recover. So the pros about these socks here is they're great for easing muscle soreness. They have a cushioned bottom and they're durable. They come in four sizes and 14 colors. Uh, the bad thing about them though is they might not be tight enough for everybody's needs. And they also are a long drying time if they get all sweaty. There really isn't much else written about these socks right here, but on Amazon they're $27. So the next one is the best socks for a runner. These are called the Swiftwix Aspire 12. They help relieve muscle soreness and prevent and relieve shin splints. Now the pros of these socks right here, they offer comfortable compression for runners, promotes blood flow, helps relieve shin splints, and wicks away moisture. The bad thing is they can be difficult to put on. A lot of these socks, you know, it depends on the um, thread count and also uh, the nylon or spandex, whatever they're made of. But I guess the big benefit here, like I told you before, is going to be the wick away moisture to keep your feet dry. And finally, it says they work well to keep on even after your run as you'll continue to reap the benefits of the compression as you recover. And those socks are going to run you about $30 on Amazon. So the next one are going to be the best for standing all day. These are called the Sockwell's Circular Graduated Compression Socks. The pros for these socks are they're good for reducing foot and ankle swelling, incredibly comfortable and inexpensive. The cons, concerns about durability, socks may only come up to mid-calf and taller people. And what you'll find with these socks, uh, they, can, they come pretty much with the same features as the pick for the best circulation and again it's one of those socks that's made up of different materials such as wool nylon rayon spandex now these socks only come in two different sizes but there are nine colors to choose from with black charcoal and a color called port regardless of the size the socks aren't very long so they're best used for people with shorter builds and these are going to run you about the same price on Walmart or Amazon for about $27. The next socks, and if this is something that's uh, important to you, this one has the best patterns. They're called the Vim and Vigor, combines form and function with this fashion forward compression socks that you'll just love to be seen in. These socks are also gonna be made up of the same materials that most of the other socks I've talked about today. The only difference, like I said, this one here has different uh, colors which I really don't care about. So finally, let me read this one thing here that states how to shop for compression socks. 
If you're simply looking for workout recovery or want relief for more minor issues of swelling or soreness, say long flights or during long work shifts on your feet, like nurses, you may see advantages from more moderate compression socks. When shopping around for compression socks, the most important thing to look for is comfort. Look for a pair in which the material feels comfortable against your skin and a set that feels snug but not too tight. You don't want to restrict your movement. If you find a pair that offers custom sizes that fit a lot better, then that's the choice that they state that you should use. This website where I gathered this information also lets you know um, how to best use compression socks. Also, it, it lets you know how to shop for them. So, um, I'll post this on my Facebook page so everyone can take a look at where I found this information. And you can go from there and choose the right socks that are going to help you out. So, when it comes to compression socks, I'm always looking for the best uh, feel of the sock itself. I just recently purchased some over Amazon and I'll give you my review right now on those. I should have read the fine print before I bought these socks. The ones I bought here are uh, suitable for runners, joggers, anyone that does any type of sports, hiking, trekking, or office workers. Which, like I said, I should have read the fine print because that isn't what I do. I just want some that are going to be comfortable around the house. So when I put them on my feet, they are just so tight. I mean, it comes to the point where you're not getting any circulation at all. At least I didn't. I mean, I had more relief when I took them off than wearing them at all. So I went back to the normal socks that I use. I mean, if there's anybody that wants a pair of socks like these, they're uh, extra large, you know, hit me up in my um, Facebook page. First come, first serve, and I'll, I'll mail them to you, and you can have them. I've only used one pair. All the other pairs are in a uh, bag themselves. So, you know, just let me know. If you want them, I'll send them to you free of charge. So I hope in some way uh, this uh, episode has helped you out. And like I said, I'll post everything on my Facebook page so you're able to look at it there. And also remember, I've got some socks. If anybody wants them, just let me know. So I can give you a heads up for next week's show. I'm going to talk about how to uh, treat neuropathy naturally. There's been a lot of questions uh, from people that want to know what they use naturally to help with uh, neuropathy. So I'm going to go over some, and I'll talk to you also about what I use. I want to thank you all for uh, listening to my podcast and if you can, just pass it on to others. Let them know that I try my best to get the correct information for everybody that deals with neuropathy as I do. Well, it looks like our time has come to a close for this episode. But you can find the episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and iTunes. It's my hope that these podcasts and other sources, such as the product reviews that we have discussed today, can help better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. Be strong, be safe, and don't give up. And always remember, it does not matter how slowly you go, as long as you just don't stop. And again, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you again next Monday.